We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. IB Nation, welcome back to the Recruiting Hour here on the Irish Breakdown Podcast. We've got a little extra show for you this week. We know, unless you're living under a rock, that Notre Dame has an incredibly important battle this weekend at home, 7.30 Eastern Time, against the Ohio State Buckeyes, which arguably could be the biggest game of their season, and definitely, obviously, two dates. After Notre Dame has defeated Navy, Tennessee State, NC State, and Central Michigan. North Carolina State was a good test in that little four-game stretch, but we know that this team is ultimately going to be remembered for how they perform in the big football game. So Ohio State, them also being one of the Midwestern powers and the number one Midwestern power coming into this, this is going to be a game that I think is obviously has a lot of conversation, a lot of storylines. But this one could really, I think, put both programs into completely different kind of fortunes moving forward. Notre Dame, in order to get where they need to be, you need to become the Midwest power, the absolute one. So this game against Notre against Ohio State is going to determine a lot of things, trajectories, what a philo- philosophical approach is. I mean, there's going to be a lot of things that we take from this football game. But most of those things that people are going to talk about are from the 2023 perspective. What is the season going to behold? Is Notre Dame that team that can go from a good to very good program back to an elite one where they once were? Is Ohio State going to be trending in the right direction, playing better football over the last couple weeks and now really project into being a potential playoff team like they are almost every single year? What are the fortunes going to hold in 2023? What I really want to focus in on, obviously on this being a recruiting podcast, is a big recruiting weekend for Notre Dame, what it will mean for them, some of the top visitors, and just kind of storylines to follow. And in, in these updates, we're also going to up, I'm going to update you on some of these players and where Notre Dame is with them currently and where things are with them potentially moving forward if the visit goes well or if it doesn't go well. Because there's obviously both sides of the coin. This is the absolute biggest recruiting weekend of the 2023 season for Notre Dame. USC is going to be another big one. I know they got a couple of nice visitors for the Pittsburgh game, for instance, but Ohio state is the game that Notre Dame has been circling on their schedule for a long time from a recruiting perspective, because 
you're going to get to school in Ohio State that you're going to be you're going to be battling for a lot of top recruits for both in this in your area in the region and also out of it. Notre Dame historically has not, or at least over the last few years, has not won enough of these battles. I kind of highlighted a few of the, the players that they have lost out to over recent years. You think of names like Sonny Styles, Pete Werner working a little bit back. They, they've lost some big recruiting battles. They've also won a couple big ones, especially in the 2024 cycle. I think about like Kingston Villiamo Asa for one, where Notre Dame was able to go in and beat them for a linebacker that they've really, really wanted. So Notre Dame has had a couple victories recently, but more often than not over the last few years, Ohio State has won a large portion of the recruiting battles against the University of Notre Dame. So Notre Dame getting these players to campus and showing having a good showing or a great showing against a really good football team and a really good football program in Ohio State is going to be big. I want to break this up into offense and defense because I think it'll be a little easier to follow for you all. So I want to start us off with the offensive targets that are beyond campus. First and foremost, we're expecting a whole lot of Irish commits on campus this weekend as well. And we're going to break it down offensively and the importance of this, right? We always see commits make it back to campus. There, of course, is the firsthand reasons for that. You know, you continue to develop relationships with the coaches, with the other commits in your class, and you get to kind of get a taste of Notre Dame football, which, you know, you always see people say, I'm coming home, right? So getting home and being able to really make their mark and feel at home in their commitment is a big thing. But also, they become a de facto recruiter when they come on campus as well. So guys like CJ Carr, for instance, will be able to show other players of like, this is why I chose Notre Dame. This is what makes it unique. This is why I think it's a great decision and it was a personally a great decision for myself. So very important to get these commits on campus to give that perspective. Offensive recruit, oh, sorry, offensive commits in the 2024 and 2025 class that Notre Dame is expecting on campus. 2024 class, CJ Carr, aforementioned out of Saline, Michigan High School in the state of Michigan. Cam Williams, Glenn Ellen, Illinois, Glenbart South, wide receiver, five-star receiver in the 2024 class. Micah Gilbert, another talented receiver out of Charlotte, North Carolina, Christian. Logan Saldate, wide receiver out of Salinas, California, Palma. Peter Jones, offensive lineman out of Malvern, Pennsylvania, Prep. They also have two 2025 commits on campus from the offensive side of the football. And Deuce Knight, the newest member of the 2025 class for Notre Dame, out of Loosedale, Mississippi, George County, quarterback that committed to Notre Dame this past Monday. And Justin Thurman, running back out of Tampa Bay, Florida, Jesuit. That's the offensive commits that are expected on campus. Could always change. Some guys might not make the trip. Some guys might make the trip that weren't expected to originally, but that is who we have verified up until this date. We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences 
So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. The game Notre Dame fans have been waiting for all season is here as the Fighting Irish get ready to play the Ohio State Buckeyes. And if you're still looking for tickets to this titanic battle, Game Time is the place for you. They take the stress out of buying tickets. Game Time is the fast and easy way to buy tickets for all the sports, music, comedy, and theaters near you. With killer deals on last-minute tickets and their best price guarantee, you can stop stressing over the tickets and start getting hyped for the fun you'll have. Forget planning months in advance. Game Time has deals on tickets right up to the day of the event. Get exclusive flash deals on tickets for football, basketball, baseball games, concerts, comedy shows, theaters, and more. The Game Time Guarantee means you'll always get the best price. If you find tickets in the same section or and row for less, Game Time will credit you 110% of the difference. It's the fastest growing ticket app in the country for a reason. Get images of your seat before you buy so you know exactly what to expect when you arrive. Buy tickets in a matter of seconds, two taps, and you're set. Tickets are sent directly to your phone so you never have to dig through your email. Snag the tickets without the stress with Game Time. Download the Game Time app, create an account, and use code IRISH for $20 off your first purchase. Terms apply. Again, create an account and redeem code IRISH for $20 off. Download the Game Time app today. Last minute tickets, lowest price guaranteed. That's gametime.co. I think the biggest plus, because 2024 class is almost wrapped up. We're going to talk about a couple of kids that, you know, Notre Dame is still kind of on. You know, particular Davis Andrews in the defensive in the in the defensive segment of this podcast, but this weekend is really huge for 2025 commits, 2025 recruits, and 2025 targets. So having Deuce Knight on campus as the quarterback in your 2025 class, that's a big deal for Notre Dame because you're obviously you're you're fresh off the impact of his commitment. We have seen now Twitter already go ablaze over the last few days. Deuce Knight has been a very active recruiter already. Getting him on campus, not only to just kind of solidify his commitment to Notre Dame, but also be able to now start helping to recruit a lot of the 2025 class. Because we know a quarterback is the gatekeeper. They are ultimately. So him being on campus is massive. And some of the offensive recruits that will go kind of one by one here, we'll start with the 2025 class. Going to go position by position. Running back Daniel Anderson, who's out of Bryant, Arkansas High School. Bryant High School in the state of Arkansas, by the way, has won five straight state championships. So Daniel Anderson is very, very used to winning a lot of football games. Well, it's coming off a season in 2022 where he ran for nearly 900 yards on only 80-something carries. Averaged over 10 yards a pop. Also averaged like 28 yards per reception or some crazy number like that. So this kid was a big play weapon as a sophomore. Off to a little bit of a slower start of the junior as a junior, but you know that they'll get it right with what Brian has been able to been able to do over the last few years. Daniel Anderson, who has been now to Notre Dame, this will be his third trip to campus. He originally camped at Notre Dame this offseason, 
and earned a scholarship offer, came back during the summer as well for a second second visit, and now is back for the Notre Dame game. Basically, where we are in this class is Notre Dame has received an early commitment from Justin Thurman, who was also on campus, who was a speedster out of the state of Florida. Notre Dame has always been open, and they have been pushing to get a second running back in the 2025 class. And folks, I'm here to tell you that they are in a great place with Daniel Anderson, the running back out of the state of Arkansas. If Daniel Anderson does decide to make a decision sometime soon, I, I think that Notre Dame should be looked at, in my opinion, as the front runner for Mr. Anderson. And I think that getting him back for the third time on campus is obviously huge in that. And I know there's going to be some people that say, you know, is he a take if he wants to commit to Notre Dame? The answer is yes. Notre Dame likes Daniel Anderson. I believe that they would take a commitment from him if he would opt for the Irish anytime soon. So they're in a very good spot with Daniel Anderson. Really talented running back out of the state of Arkansas. There's three, count them, three big-time wide receivers on campus this weekend. One is Taylor Taylor out of Geneva, Illinois community. One is Cooper Perry, who's out of Scottsdale, Arizona, Notre Dame prep. And, of course, this name's going to ring a lot of bells for Notre Dame fans out there, even those who don't follow recruiting at all. Jerome Bettis Jr., who's a wide receiver out of Atlanta, Georgia, Woodward Academy. Each of these players are in much different spots. I would I would say and very confidently that the top wide receiver on the board right now is Talon Taylor, wide receiver out of Geneva, Geneva Community. Right in Notre Dame's backyard, about an hour and a half away, maybe a little bit more. He's on he's one of the suburbs of, of Chicago. And he has been a priority for Notre Dame now for several months. Now the timeline right now is so that they are uh, the Taylor family is not going to rush this decision. This is one where I would expect a decision to be made after junior year, after officials, and then that's where they want to kind of make a decision. And so those things can fluctuate at times. They can get moved up. They can get moved back. I personally think that one's going to kind of stay foot because the family is very much involved there, and they want a very well-thought-out decision. The Taylor family is not one that is just super okay with making decommitments and recommitments. So I think that they will take, make their due diligence with this one. They will do their homework and they will make sure to make a sound decision. As of today, I think Notre Dame's in a good spot. I would say Notre Dame and Michigan are probably the top two schools right now for Taylor and Taylor, but things can change very quickly. So Notre Dame's in a good position. Keep getting this young man back to campus. This is his third or fourth trip to campus just since being offered officially on the pot during the pot of gold on St. Patrick's day. So he, he's been frequenting campus quite a lot. Anytime you have a local kid in your backyard, want to keep getting him to campus, keep getting him to campus and good things usually happen. One of my favorite wide receivers in this class is Cooper Perry out of Scottsdale, Arizona, Notre Dame prep. So his grandfather actually was a student at Notre Dame, did not play football, but Cooper is very understanding of the deep and rich history of Notre Dame with his family ties. And Notre Dame has done a really good job with Cooper Perry so far. They keep constant communication with him. He's very high on Notre Dame. I think if he was making a decision today, the pick would be Notre Dame, in my opinion. I think that they are the clear favorite as of now. The question is, are they going to push and when are they going to push for Cooper Perry? If they do, I think that they have a very good chance of Cooper. This will be his second trip to campus. He took one this offseason, now getting back for the Ohio State game. You're in a good spot with Cooper Perry. Cl close if you choose to close, and I think you're going to be in a really good spot. 
Jerome Bettis Jr., who, of course, father played at Notre Dame and was a is a college football Hall of Famer and an NFL Hall of Famer, former running back at Notre Dame and also with the Pittsburgh Steelers and the L.A. Rams. We, we often forget that he actually started his career with the L.A. Rams. So Jerome Bettis Jr., a player that Notre Dame has taken a little bit of a gamble on in the sense that he is not a finished product today. There is still a, a lot that needs to be proven from an on-field perspective but a player that Notre Dame really likes and they want in the class. So this one, honestly, folks, like I'm not going to sugarcoat this. This is more a question of when it happens than if it's going to happen, in my opinion, right now. Notre Dame wants Jerome Bettis Jr. Jerome Bettis Jr. is very high on Notre Dame. I think that the relationship makes complete sense. It's just about when Jerome is ready to make that decision. So great spot with Jerome Bettis Jr. I want to end the 2025 offered prospects before I hit on just a couple of kids that will also be on campus that you need to know with three offensive linemen that I think are super interesting. One's Owen Strebig out of Waukesha, Wisconsin Catholic Memorial. You also have Maddie Augustine out of Greenwich, Connecticut Brunswick school and Michael Roski, who's out of Watoma, Wisconsin high school. So all three of these offensive linemen are Notre Dame's in a really good spot with all three, in my opinion, in different variations. Owen Strebig is one of the better offensive tackles in the 2025 class. I think that as of right now, he's not going to rush a decision. He wants to wait until after his junior year. Notre Dame is the top school, though, in my opinion, for Owen Strebig right now. I also think they're the top school for Maddie Augustine, who was a player that camped at Notre Dame this offseason, was originally supposed to be a 2024 prospect or recruit. He actually reclassified to be in the 2025 class because he was a little bit of a younger guy for his grade. So he is a player that Notre Dame likes a lot, especially when they saw him on person. He's kind of the developmental kid. Still growing into his body a little bit, super athletic. Notre Dame's in a great spot with Matty Augustine. And the last guy is Michael Roski, who unfortunately had a knee injury that cost him, now is going to cost him the rest of his junior year. Very talented kid, 6'7", 290 pounds. Moves exceptionally well, man. He's also a little bit raw, sort of to the sense, sort of to the same status as Matty Augustine. But man, if this kid developed properly, I think he could be a really, really good offensive tackle at the next level. Wisconsin and Notre Dame are the top two schools for Roski right now. My only question is whether they're going to push hard for Roski or not, because there's still some other really talented offensive linemen on the board, like Rowan Byrne, for instance, Will Black. I, it's just figuring out who the three to four offensive linemen in the 2025 class are going to be. Is Roski a part of that plan? We shall see. And I think that this weekend will be a big indicator of that. Two uncommitted players that will be making the trip. I mean, sorry, two unoffered players, players that do not, not currently not hold an offer from Notre Dame that will be on campus. Marshall Pritchett, tight end out of Raven Gap, Georgia, Nakuchi. Excuse me if I pronounce that incredibly wrong. And Cage Payne, who's out of Kingsmill, Ohio High School, offensive lineman. Marshall Pritchett, just a quick note. Obviously, he's the son of former Notre Dame great Wes Pritchett, was a standout, obviously, for the Irish. He's a, he's a legacy player. And I really think that for me, I like Marshall a lot. I would not be upset if they offered him eventually. Just a question of like how the tight end board is going to shake up. I don't know if an offer is necessarily coming, but he's been to the campus now multiple times. He's very high on the Irish. He's just waiting for an offer. So keep an eye out for Marshall Pritchett there. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. 
For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Also had two 2026 players that I just want to highlight very quickly. One with an offer, one with not. The first young man is Noah Grubbs, who's a standout quarterback out of Lake Mary in the state of Florida. He's six foot four, 215 pounds already. He's a big kid, actually leading the state of Florida in touchdown passes in only three games so far this year. He's thrown 17 touchdowns. He was offered by Notre Dame this offseason after camping there. He'll be up, obviously, for his second visit. Uh, Notre Dame is trending in a solid spot there. He's a 2026 kid, so you know, not going to make a prediction here <laughs> if he ends up with Notre Dame or not, but Notre Dame is doing a good job there. The other young man is a player that, does not currently hold an offer from Notre Dame, but I wouldn't be shocked if that changes at some point. This is Durham, North Carolina, Riverside offensive tackle, Akini Agboko, whose older brother actually is committed to the University of Georgia as a defensive tackle as well. Akini is 6'6", 260 pounds, rated as the number 22 overall player, number five offensive tackle in 2026 class, according to 247 Sports. He's got a healthy offer list at all already. Really talented, long, athletic, blindside protector. I would not be shocked if Notre Dame maybe extended an office off this this visit, excuse me. Not necessarily going to predict it, but just uh, something to keep an eye on, I would say. So that's the offensive targets that are on campus. We're going to move over to the defensive side next. All right, folks. So defense, as we did for the first section of this podcast, I want to just talk about a couple of the Notre Dame commits that are be on campus on the defensive side of the football. 2024. Sean Cepilano, defensive lineman out of Clearwater, Florida Academy International, who has 23 tackles for loss and six sacks in the first four games of the season. Bodie Cahoon, Roanoke, Virginia, Patrick Henry High School, who has 66 total tackles through four football games. He's off to a great start on his own right. Teddy Rezac, linebacker, safety out of Omaha, Nebraska, West Side, slated to play Rover for the University of Notre Dame. Kingston Villiamo Asa, who is a star linebacker out of Bellflower, California, St. John Bosco. Carson Hobbs, who is a cornerback out of Cincinnati, Ohio, Archbishop Moeller. And Tabron Benny Powell out of Westchester, Ohio, Lakota West are the 2024 commits that are slated to be on campus, as well as 2025 defensive lineman who was committed to Notre Dame out of Miami, Florida, Palmetto. That is Mr. Davion Dixon. So Notre Dame's got a healthy, healthy sort of 2024 and 2025 defensive recruits that are slated to be on campus as well. And this is going to be a really big weekend defensively, folks. I it, it's same on both sides of the ball in the sense that there is a just embarrassment of riches at tackle at talents on the board here. But I'll say this to even go a little deeper is that this the depth of the defensive of the defensive class that is going to be on on the scene at Notre Dame this weekend is Absolutely insane. It's incredible. I posted on the, on the message board at boards that I was the other day, just because 
I'm looking at the class and the players that we have verified. I'm just like, man, this is like, this is one of the biggest weekends I can remember. I think we're up around 40 players that are scheduled to visit this weekend from the recruiting side, which is just a, a outrageous number. So defensively, a player that we have kind of forgotten about a little bit and for a couple different reasons is 2024 safety Davis Andrews out of American Fork, Utah High School, who is a player that Notre Dame really wants. The reason that we have not talked about the six foot two, 195 pound safety often is one, there hasn't been a massive update. Notre Dame has been in a very good position for a while. It's just about him doing his due diligence and when he decides that he wants to make a decision. And number two is because we know that Davis Andrews is planning on taking a LDS mission after he graduates from high school. So he technically will not be a part of the Notre Dame program if he chooses them until the 2026 season. So there's going to be a little bit of a wait for Davis Andrews. Regardless, Notre Dame loves Davis Andrews, player that they really want in the class. I think that this could be a, sol- a solidification. I don't even know that word, but I think that this visit can solidify things for Davis Andrews to eventually be part of the Notre Dame class. I think that Notre Dame is in a tremendous spot there. 2025 class, defensive linemen that are on campus. Christopher Burgess, who's a defensive end out of Chicago, Illinois, Simeon High School. Joseph Reef, who is out of Elmhurst, Illinois, York. So both these players obviously are local kids, both from the state of Illinois. Christopher Burgess is one of the more talented defensive ends in the class. A player that I would say is an absolute priority for Notre Dame. As of right now, his timeline is he's taking visits this season. Then after the season, it sounds like him and his mother will be going to some of the schools that he kind of finalizes as kind of places he really wants to see. After that, it's about him and his family now sitting down and making a decision from there. So uh, you're in a good spot if you're Notre Dame with Christopher Burgess, but it's about weathering the storm and playing the long game a little bit. He's one of the more talented defensive ends. Not only is he being offered by Ohio State, Michigan, and all the Midwestern powers. He's also being offered by Alabama, Georgia, all the SEC schools as well. So it's going to be high demand for Christopher Burgess. You have to weather the storm and maintain your momentum and your relationship with him, and you'll have a chance in the end. There are four, count of four, big-time linebackers that are going to be on campus this weekend for Notre Dame. Three traditional off-ball guys and then one that projects as a viper. Anthony Saka, who is a 2025 linebacker of Philadelphia, Pennsylvania, St. Joe's Prep. You also have Christian Jones out of Omaha, Nebraska, West Side. You also have CJ May, who's a pass rusher out of Highland Home, Alabama High School. And Marco Jones out of Danville, California, San Ramon Valley. So as of today, and I just did a little bit of an update on the board. Anthony Saka is a player that Notre Dame wants very much as a rover in the in the class for them in 2025. 6'3", 225 pounds, is the son of former Penn State quarterback Tony Saka. So you could guess Penn State's in a good position with Anthony Saka, as is Notre Dame, and Ohio State is also making a push for him. As of today, I would say that Penn State is the leader for Anthony Saka, Notre Dame is the close second in that hierarchy right now for the talented safety linebacker. The reason for both of those top schools, as I already mentioned, Tony Saka, his father, was a very good quarterback at Penn State back in the day. So there's been a deep relationship with the Penn State staff for some time now. Funny enough, it's his dad that also has given Notre Dame a little bit of a leg in because Al Golden played tight end for Penn State 
the same time that Anthony Sacco was at Penn State. So they have a deep relationship. And that has helped Al Golden, Marcus Freeman, and his staff really develop a really good relationship with Anthony Sacco. This is his second time on campus. This will be his first game day, though, which I think is big. Anthony is talking about wanting to take officials, ideally. But he also mentioned that there is a possibility that things could get moved up if he just knows that he's found the right fit. So this visit, I think, is massive for the Notre Dame program. If you're able to come out of this one in the lead for Anthony Saka, I think that you are going to have a very good chance in the end. If you come out and you're either still behind Penn State or you're tied with Penn State, I think that ultimately it's going to be a a tough pull. But Notre Dame, you will know a lot more after this weekend. Notre Dame has a great opportunity in front of them. They have to impress one of the top defensive players in the class. Christian Jones is the teammate of Teddy Rizak, who's the 2024 linebacker commit to Notre Dame out of Omaha, Nebraska, Westside. This will be Christian's first time on campus. I wouldn't expect Christian Jones to make a decision anytime soon. To, you know, Right now, I would say Nebraska is high on his list. Notre Dame is pretty high on his list. But this is the first taste of Notre Dame. So things could change very quickly to either side of it. Either Notre Dame could be the school that really makes sense for him, or they're just not quite in that upper tier of programs for him. Like that could very well happen. So they're in a good spot with Christian Jones entering this one. Another guy they're in a really good spot with is CJ May, who's a projects as a Viper out of Highland Home, Alabama. I think he Notre Dame's in a really good position with CJ May. This is his second visit to campus. He says all the right things about Notre Dame. And more importantly, though, he has come back. Right? It's not just a kid that took one visit and just continues to say the same things. But then you're like, but is he coming back to campus at some point? CJ May is coming back to campus, which I think tells you a lot about the interest level there, which I think is, is very high with the Irish. So that's a good sign to see. Two cornerbacks that are going to be on campus. One is Mark Zachary the fourth out of Indianapolis, Indiana, Ben Davis. So he's a local kid in Notre Dame and Devin Williams out of Buford, Georgia High School. Both players are a little bit undersized for the cornerback position, both, though, extremely talented. Notre Dame, I think, should be looked at as the leader for Mark Zachary. Uh, Still trending, obviously, in a good direction. He's an in-state kid. He knows Notre Dame football very well. Devin Williams is a very interesting one because he's a Georgia kid, obviously. Buford is a very good school out there, especially academically and football-wise. But, of course, you hear... Georgia cornerback, how likely is he to come to Notre Dame? I would say this is that I think that there was a lot of intrigue from Devin Williams when he had first gotten in contact with Notre Dame. But I think that the getting up to Notre Dame really changed his perspective on everything. I think Notre Dame is in a really good spot. And again, like I'm not going to predict him to end up with Notre Dame, but I would say that they are in, he's probably top two to three schools right now. I mean, obviously, you know, I know he's high on Alabama and he's high, you know, a couple of those SEC schools, but I think Notre Dame has done a tremendous job with Devin Williams. If they're able to have a big performance this weekend, I I think Notre Dame is going to be in that one until the very end for Devin Williams. And I think they have a, a deep shot there. So uh, doing a tremendous job with the Buford, Georgia high school cornerback, who was one of the more, I mean, he's a consensus top 100 player across the board on any of your favorite recruiting platforms. Three safeties to to finish up, and then we'll talk about a couple of other players just kind of keep a close eye on. Ethan Long, safety out of Greenwich, Connecticut, Brunswick School, the same high school as Matty Augustine that I talked about earlier. 
We have Jadon Blair, who's out of Winston-Salem, North Carolina, Mount Tabor. And we have Jay Scorer, who's out of Naples, Florida, Lely. Lely? I don't know how you pronounce it. My apologies. So those three players, I think, are each in, in varying spots right now. And I really want to focus on J- Jadon Blair and Ethan Long. Blair, similar to why I kind of talked about Devin Williams, intrigued by Notre Dame when he came to campus, intrigue turned into interest in a high level, in my opinion. I So Jadon Blair, I would say Penn State's high on his list as well. But I think Notre Dame's a top two school right now for Blair who is a high academic kid who really understands the pool for Notre Dame after football and with the, on the football field. I'm, I'm telling you right now, Notre Dame has a chance there and it's, it's, I mean, he's ranked as, the, as a top 30 player by at least one platform. He's got a really weird <laughs> ranking base though, but six, four 180 plus pounds. That kid is special in my opinion, a lot of Kyle Hamilton in his game. That, that name gets thrown out a lot with some of these recruits at safety in the 2024 class. But Jadon Blair, I think, has tremendous ability and impact to develop into one of the better safeties in the 2024, 2025 class and beyond. I think he has a tremendous upside. So Notre Dame's in a really good spot, as are they with Ethan Long, who I would say Ethan Long, Notre Dame is, their, is, is his absolute leader right now. If Ethan Long decided to commit to Notre Dame this weekend or somewhere in the near future, I think Notre Dame would be the pick ultimately. Notre Dame has been consistent. And Ethan has really loved getting to know the the programs as a whole. So I, I think that Ethan Long, they're in a great spot. And I think they're developing to continue to be in a great spot with Jadon Blair. Safety recruiting in 2025 for as weird as it has been in the 2024 class to get to where you got to. Missed on a lot of guys. I think Chris O'Leary and the staff is doing a great job in this class. So I'm I'm excited, man. I'm excited for safety recruiting in 2025, which is something that I wasn't as excited about for the majority of the 2024 class. So that's going to be it for the little bit of the previews. A couple of the kids like Tyler Cheney, for instance, who's going to be on campus as well. A couple of guys to keep a close eye on. But for the most part, we know the names on the defensive board. And Ohio State's going to be a big weekend. And those are a lot of the players that you're really going to keep a close eye on. I want to give you all a little bit of a bonus section here on the podcast. I wasn't able to be on the the, sh- the well, I wasn't able to give my my opinion on Gerby Lambert, who is offensive tackle out of West Roxbury, Massachusetts, Catholic Memorial, who committed to Notre Dame this past Tuesday. So I wanted to give a little bit of my take and insight on that recruitment because it was a strange one. I mean, very transparent. It was a strange, strange recruitment. Notre Dame was the perceived leader for Gerby Lambert for months and months and months leading up to the recruitment. As we had reported, there was a strong feeling that Notre Dame, or sorry, that Gerby Lambert was going to make a decision before his season kicked off. And that didn't happen. And Gerby Lambert is one of those players that does not talk to media very much, right? Like at all, really at all. So, People keep asking, is there an update? What's going on? And for the longest time, this was the update, word for word, almost. Notre Dame's in a great spot with Gerby Lambert. He's going to make a decision when he feels like it. We don't know when that is. That's what it was. 
and it was odd. And I felt, I mean, I, I felt bad telling people that because it's just like, that's not very insightful. Right. But that's literally what it was. Ohio state went hard after Gerby Lambert, Boston, Boston college went hard after Gerby Lambert, Harvard went hard after Gerby Lambert. And you know why those schools? Cause it's a very wide range of, of, teams, right? Like Notre Dame, Ohio State, but then Boston College and Harvard, very wide range of, of success and team structures. The reason is, is that Gerby Lambert is not your typical cat, right? Like he's not just worried about football. He's also worried about the long term and he's worried about, you know, feeling at home. And, and there's a lot. He's just a different type of dude. You know, I, I, I've compared him a little bit to Charles Jagasaw. Not quite the same, but Charles was another kid that's like, When's Charles Jagasaw going to commit when he feels like committing, you know, like there's no hard timeline. It's just when he knows he knows. And Gerby Lambert was a little bit of the same. He's an offensive lineman that did not care about the recruiting process. He cared about finding the right school for him, the right fit and making the right decision. That was ultimately what Gerby Lambert wanted to do. So he made that decision. And ultimately he picked Notre Dame, which is a spot that we thought he was going to pick. He's a six, seven, Listed between 280 and 300 pounds, depending what what platform you look at. Yeah, guys, I, I it's almost not quantifiable to explain to you how important this one was for Notre Dame. This was the last cog in what is a really good offensive class in 2024. And a vital cog, though. This wasn't like a cherry on top. This was a necessary part of the machine. And what I mean by that is that when you look at this offensive line class in 2024 before Gerby Lambert committed, a class that I like, you have Anthony Knapp, who has grown on me tremendously over the last couple years, I mean, a couple of months, excuse me, out of Roswell, Georgia. You have Styles Prescott, who is having a really good senior season so far, and I think has taken his game to a much higher level. You have Peter Jones, who's an offensive lineman out of Malvern Prep, who's been committed to Notre Dame forever. And that I think has caused him to go a little bit underrated, become a little bit underrated and go a little bit under the radar. But he's a really good football player who I think is going to be a really good interior offensive lineman on the next level. But the player you didn't have was the true left tackle guy that you project and say that guy's upside is stupid. Like you just didn't have that guy. Styles Prescott has a pretty good upside to him, right? But the other two are more of higher floor, good football players, which nothing wrong with that, right? Nothing wrong with that at all. You need different flavors to make up a, a really good class. But Garby Lambert is a guy that's talent, I think, was very needed in the 2024 class and beyond because it now it fits a whole lot better, just fundamentally. Because I look at Garby Lambert and I'm like, 6'7", 300 pounds, really smooth athlete, that kid, if developed properly, could be one of the next great left tackles at the University of Notre Dame. That's possible. I don't think Styles Prescott is this, is that. I don't think Anthony Knapp is that. I don't think Peter Jones is that. Notre Dame has needed to get offensive tackle types into this class. They got one in Styles Prescott. Now they got one in Gerby Lambert because I love the 2023 class for what it was. Getting Charles Jagasaw, getting Sullivan Absher, getting... Joe Odding, getting Sam Pendleton, getting Chris T Christopher Tarek. It ended up being a very good class, but it was more of a physical interior offensive line heavy class. And after the 2024 season, or, or excuse me, after the 2023 season, you're most likely losing Joe Alt, star left tackle, All-American, and you're 
I don't want to say most likely, but you, you may also be losing Blake Fisher if he decides to opt for the NFL. It's possible. So you need to start rebuilding and replenishing that offensive tackle room, man. You need to start getting those guys. Gerby Lambert is that guy. He is going to project very favorably to play in that position on the next level. And now I look at this offensive class in 2024 and I'm like, where's the hole, right? Like, where is it? You have a big time quarterback. You have two very good running backs. You have a three really good wide receiver class. You have a good tight end in Jack Larson. Now you have four offensive linemen. There's not, and, and one of them is Gerby Lambert, who's a potentially elite level prospect in 2024 class if he's developed, if he develops throughout his senior year. So my question is now, what are you missing in this offensive class? There's still some defensive players I think you're going to be taking a look at, right? Like I mentioned, Davis Andrews. I'm sure they'll be looking at some defensive linemen kind of going down the stretch. You know, maybe offensively you look at wide receiver or tight end at certain spots. I mean, it's possible. But regardless, you have created a baseline of a fantastic offensive class in 2024. And that's a big part of that is being able to close on a guy like Gerby Lambert who in a very underwhelming offensive tackle class in 2024, I think he might be the best one. Like, it's possible. I mean, guys like Brandon Baker are really good. Grant Bricks. Like, there's some really good offensive tackles. But I just don't know if anybody has a more upside than Gerby Lambert at the offensive tackle position. So, big-time gift for the University of Notre Dame. That's going to do it for this portion of the recruiting hour on the Irish Breakdown Podcast. Before I go, if you could just hit that like button, subscribe to the podcast, hit that notification bell, Share this podcast and make sure you're subscribed on any and all of your podcast platforms. Five-star reviews are also very much appreciated as always. But also, guys, I just want to tell you, BorsetHouseBreakdown.com, we're heading into the biggest recruiting weekend of the season. There's going to be a lot of recruiting intel at some point this, this weekend, okay? Whole lot. I plan to get you guys a whole lot and make, make it worth your bang for your buck. So make sure to go sign up at BorsetHouseBreakdown.com. I will be back more for you guys with some little more some more recruiting info. Thank you all again for tuning into this portion of the Recruiting Hour on the Irish Breakdown Podcast.